Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> to be you don't i i am you you're, just don't know who i am you're yet. on fire <laughs> i'm the cup of hot fire cup of hot fire this episode is sponsored by sophia swindell thank you thank sophia you. Thank you. i like your name sophia it's pretty mm-hmm. anyways guys today we will be discussing chapter 22 the final chapter of harry uh. potter and the prisoner about <laughs> that was not on purpose i almost said al's caban because the chapter is al post again oh that was so not on purpose i want to cry we've come full circle i think that's why you said it last you time i bet you that's the spirit oh, of timmy's grandma is. coming back and Timmy's making you say grandma. it <laughs> bringing it back to timmy's grandma didn't give you Prisoner of Azkaban too, did she? No, Are but you positive? she. I she gave me the Chamber of Secrets. I know, but how do you know that that's not also from Timmy's grandma? Well, it was a different publisher, so oh like it's two different printed, not prints, but like mm, the covers are different. I would like to think that Timmy's grandmother would be a woman after my own heart <laughs> and give she Timmy would give all the of the same one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, make sure you've read that chapter. If you don't remember what I just said, it's chapter 22 of The it's, Prisoner of Azkaban. read Owl Post again. Owl Post again. Um, we're going to get into some weekly profit news. Um, we met Timmy's grandma. And I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Oh, I pulled this up Timmy, because I wanted to see it. This is interesting. Timmy, yeah. if you're out there, so, are you out there, Timmy? It is okay. the weekly profit time. There was a family in Maryland that built Diagon Alley in their backyard, and it, it looks, looks sick. It looks really good. 
Uh, and I believe yeah. that oh Get all those they little Harry did it to raise money. Oh, terrifying. Yeah. Zoom in and look by Ollivanders. What? Zoom into the picture. Look by Ollivanders. It looks Which like picture? the guy from um, the, first the Saw movies. It does. I think they're supposed to be Voldemort, but Voldemort. Uh, look at those. Back. Look at yes, those little nuggets. And also, <laughs> the person being Dumbledore in this looks a little scary as well. Creepy. But you know what? They still cool. Still cool. This is the cutest thing I've ever seen in yeah. my entire life. It's adorable. <gasps> oh, you guys so have to family, look at all these pictures. The family used this to create uh, to raise money for Hurricane Florence. Oh, families awesome. donated. A hundred dollars to have their children's pictures taken there. (gasps) Love it. And all of that money went to support those in need. Oh, you can even go. This is literally the cutest thing. It looks so. Was this her birthday or something? No, they did it to raise money. Well, like this girl's in it a lot. She looks like a little Hermione. Family. I'm assuming it is her family, but she gets to blow out the candles. It says everything except for the paint, nails, and a few hard-to-find wood trim wood trim pieces. Uh, were free and recycled materials that the family got from Craigslist ads, Second Chance Baltimore, and Habitat for Humanity. Oh my god, they're playing Quidditch. Wow. Her scar looks amazing. I was going to say, that looks really unreal. You just have to know how to use... It looks like the one little girl is putting the wand up her nose and it mm-hmm. makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. She's not. <laughs> Super cute. Yeah, so this is adorable, basically. Yeah, Look I, at the pictures. It's so cool. I yeah. love um, how they they even have to go through the brick wall. Like That's yeah. so Sounds stinking familiar. cute. Oh, they have the great hall. Oh, can I go? <sighs> cute. It. Is it still it. up? Can we all no. go? Can Let's I, make a trip. Can I play? I'll here? donate to charity. Yeah. Heck I would yeah. definitely donate $100 to go get pictures taken in there. Oh, oh, see, it <laughs> is. It says... So it was fitting to do something Harry Potter inspired for their daughter Vivian's sixth birthday party. Ah. Vivian. That's, That's a very cute name. A little Viv. Viv. How cute. Oh, yeah. They little played Viv. Quidditch. Quidditch. It's easy enough to understand. Gosh. Look oh, at that cake. cake. Also, the photos are great. So to that uh, photographer. Cheers. Yeah, it's uh, Bridget Slack Photography. That's how I sign my emails now, by the way. What? Cheers. Cheers. So I want to go. I say cordially yours. Can I pay them to have me my party there? Cordially yours. <laughs> For real. <laughs> You're not funny. Okay. All right. Do it real slow, like. For the final chapter. You wrap it up. I'm so sad. Katie's really sad, guys. So she sad. does not want to start Gobble to Fire. Do you it's want Florence to do it? I want to start it. It's time <sighs> for the... Ra 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 recap. Yeah. Does Florence want to do it? Florence, as well? please. That's like some smooth jazz. You want Florence to do the recap? I want you to do it very. Sure. Oh, you want me to actually read the whole thing? No, or just the, say the, recap. Just say. Katie's like, right. no, don't take my part. Of right. Yeah, she needs well, this. right. Well, I do it a little bit different because it's the ra 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 recap. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna yeah. tell us what happened in the previous Sound episode. Like mm-hmm. Somebody that's on Bob's murders. Florence is everywhere. Okay. You're so right. All right. So don't cry. I'll try not to. After, <laughs> you're going to cry. No, but I am. I'm very sad. After that scary dementor <laughs> Just attack. Just look at her. Isn't she? <laughs> Harry and Hermione wake up in the hospital wing. It sounds like Snape took all the credit for what went down on the grounds. 
and for catching Sirius. But Dumbledore has a plan. He instructs Harry and Hermione to go back in time and save not only Sirius, but Buckbeak too. Nothing, nothing big, nothing big. Just go back in time and, you know, the fate of people's lives is in your hands. You know, you could really mess up your own life with time. Life in your hands. You got a whole life in your hands. I love my man. Save two people in one night. I got the whole life in my hand. Get out of here. Um, so somehow they're successful. Sirius escapes on the back of Buckbeak. And uh, I'm not going to mention the other thing that happens because it's real sad. And we'll get to it soon. So. All right. They're all dead. Well, that's like seven. <laughs> that's Martin's phone. Someone's oh. quelling. Someone's quelling Martin. <laughs> Martin Joseph. What a name. What a man. Mm. Well, all right. So Harry and Hermione race to get to the beds uh, in the hospital wing just in time. And Snape is very angry. Cape and all. Get it? Because he's super angry. <laughs> um, so Sirius is gone. Snape is angry. Um, he's adamant that Harry had something to do with it. But he was in the hospital wing the whole time, right? So Snape accidentally <clears throat> lets it slip that uh, Lupin is a werewolf. Wolf. Werewolf. Wolf. <laughs> Leading him to uh, quit his job. Um, and Terry is more bummed than ever. On the way... <laughs> that was just a really good Florence sentence. It just like, sounded really good. <laughs> I was so good. <laughs> On the way home, Sirius sends a letter to Harry uh, with a new pet for Ron. And Harry makes sure that the Dursleys know about his mass murderer godfather. And uh, <laughs> school you know, school's out for summer. is out for the summer. summer. Woo! All right. All righty, Rue. All righty, Rue. Let's do this, too. As Harry is watching Sirius and Beaky fly off, Hermione's like, we gets to go. <laughs> Yo, Harry. Harry. We gots to go. We gots to go. We gotta take Harry. a little legs all the way to Harry. the hospital wing. We okay. to go, Harry. Harry. Oh, gosh. I pulled up an article. I know it's like... I'm like one sentence in, but did you pull up an article and be like, how fast did it take them? Like, how long did it take them to get back there? Sure, just took in the nick of time. Two seconds. But um, who is the nick of time? Which nick is it? Saint Nick. I think it's Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Poppington. <laughs> Which nick is the nickiest nick? That nick, 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 nick. <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of the. Guy who ran up the clock. No, I Nicholas Flamel. I don't know. Nicholas Flamel. Google where that came that. from. Let's do a little history lesson. But anyways, if you go to Pottermore, um, this article is titled Fugitives Escape. Harry and Hermione watch Sirius and Buckbeak escape from the tallest tower flying off into the night. And it's a picture and that's it. Cool. <laughs> but it's a very pretty picture. That was such like, you amped that up so much. I'm sorry. And it was a picture. It was just a picture. That's all it had. It's beautiful, but though. It is very pretty. Um, they had 10 minutes to get back to the hospital wing without anybody seeing them. And before Dumbledore locked the door. Ten Harry minutes. basically had to rip his gaze from the sky. Hmm. You know, he had all of this build up, like I built you up for that article, yeah, and then yeah. crushed your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, thanks, <laughs> you're welcome. So now it was like a very scary game of hide and seek by themselves. They had to from themselves. 
Right, exactly. They had to slip down a spiraling staircase, flatten themselves against walls, and listen. And then I, uh, we, get to, we get to overhear a very interesting conversation. <coughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you love this conversation? It makes me want to vomit. Here we go. Only hope Dumbledore is not going to make difficulties, Snape was saying. The kiss will be performed immediately. As soon as McNair returns with the Dementors, this whole black affair has been highly embarrassing. I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to informing the Daily Prophet we've got him at last. Pause. It's embarrassing for you. I can't wait to release this to the presses that I finally got this guy and he's gone. Not dead, but gone. Yeah. Okay, Fudge. I hate your face. Least amount of work possible. Sorry, I'm not sorry. I dare say they'll want to interview you, Snape. And once young Harry's back in his right mind, I expect he'll want to tell the prophet exactly how you saved him. Harry clenched his teeth and caught a glimpse of Snape's smirk. Okay, but let's be real. Like, say Snape's events were accurate. Would Harry even do that? Hard no. No. It's not my business. Tiffany just sipped some tea. I did. In a can. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's not tea. It's tea in a can. In a can. I like that when you guys try to do something that I do, you look at me to be like, is she going to (laughs) laugh? I always look at you because I like to make you laugh. You never succeed. That's false. You're not funny. We're all funny. No. I almost said an arrested quote, and I forgot to tell you the Dave Chappelle quote from last time, so we'll have to do that. Um, You'll forget again. Probably. They left, and Harry and Hermione waited, and they ran in the opposite direction, down one staircase and along a new corridor, and then they heard cackling ahead... Peeves. I love him. What does cackling sound like? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. That was perfect. That was accurate. You're welcome. They had to run into a deserted classroom to their left just in time to miss because Peeves was bouncing along the corridor in his usual amazing fashion and he was in very good spirits laughing his head off. Was Nick jealous? Oh. <laughs> Stop laughing at her bad jokes. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Someone's jealous that I could be funny too. Am I the new Nick? <laughs> Am I the Nick of time? <laughs> you really are. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't even remember writing that. Hermione knows exactly why he's laughing because Sirius is about to get a smooch, which that's pretty sickening as far as Peeves goes. Um, so now they had three minutes and they waited for Peeves to float on in his glee and then they ran again. So they're like, can you just like picture them like run, hide, run, hide, run, hide, run, hide. Like it oh, just, God. it's, it felt reading it again. It felt very frantic, even though I knew how everything worked out in the end. It just, it kind of puts you on edge. Think of how exhausted they are. They've been through yes. a lot. Yes. Yes. No. They've also been awake longer than they should be. Well, <laughs> they were also like passed out though. Like, that's, that's <laughs> but like dementia. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. We're wolf. We're wolf indeed. Um, so Harry was now. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. So they keep waiting for Peeves. 
we already hit the bell. Harry was curious because they were cutting it so curious. Why did I write curious? That's nervous. not that's not what I wanted to say. Probably nervous. You skipped the whole Hermione knows why he's laughing. No, I didn't. Did you say that? I did. Oh. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Who's Harry Potter? I don't know. Oh, we know he's a wizard, but we don't know what a wizard is. Already. What's, What's a wizard? What's a wizard? Nothing. What's a wizard with you? I don't know what I meant to say, but I'm going to say he's probably freaking out. Anyways. Oh. Um, Anxious, maybe? I'm going to lightning bolt. What do you think would have happened if they didn't make it back before Dumbledore locked the door? Oh, they would have gotten blamed. A hundred percent. For releasing? Yeah. yeah. Him? Okay. Yeah. Same seas. They I don't guess, have an alibi. Yeah. Ooh, my, eye, my eyebrow is twitching. Correct. They don't have an alibi. I don't even know. I don't know. I feel like they would have get out of it, though. Oh, I bet you that Dumbledore would have made sure they'd got out of it. You know what right. I mean? Right. Maybe they were like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm confunded. Because they know that that's oh, what they think. Oh, I went wandering off because I'm confunded. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. They totally would have played that card. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Who are you? I don't know. Where am I? <laughs> so, this is in the Gryffindor Tower. <laughs> What's we a are dwarf. <laughs> What's a Hogwarts? Hogwarts. Hogwash. I don't know. I like that joke. I just keep saying it. Sorry. It's like queenie. I do. That's true. So they are down to <laughs> one. Katie's not doing her job. Sorry. Minute. She's laughing at my joke that nobody <laughs> heard but me. And, and they are now at the end of the corridor by the hospital wing, and they kept creeping along, and they finally heard Dumbledore say that he was going to lock them in. What? Five minutes to midnight now, and three turns should do it, he said. One, a two, a three. Three. Dumbledore backed out of the room, closed the door, and took out his wand to magically lock it. Panicking, Harry and Hermione ran forward. Dumbledore looked up, and a wide smile appeared under the long silver mustache. Well, he said quietly. Breathe a sigh of relief. <sighs> because they did it. So, Dumbledore is pleased with their success, and he locks them inside. Ron is still being lazy, and he's knocked out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> poor kid. He didn't do anything. Lot. He didn't do anything. No. He's Harry. the most traumatized, I'd say, out of all of them. Yeah, whatever. Harry and Hermione got back into no their city. beds, and the time turner is tucked away. Madame Pomfrey comes back into the wing. And it all worked out perfectly. I have to say, I like in the movie um, when they get back, doesn't he like touch his nose? Yeah. I love that. Who? It's good stuff. Dumbledore. My boo. Like he knows, but he like, because they go to say something, he's like, good I don't night. know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose. It does make me think of our shanty clouds. Yes. No, they're like, we did it. And he's like, did what? And walks away. Yeah. Did what? Couldn't it, Mr. Santa Claus? <laughs> Santa it's that time, Claus. man. It's that time. Oh, God. I want to do it. Let's draw straws. I can't wait. Madame Pomfrey, however, is in a very bad mood. These are her patients, after all. Mm. So they smart accepted her chocolate now because I feel like she would have continued to shove it down their throats. Yep. But Harry found it hard to eat because he knew what was coming. Sirius was gone, and they would soon know that he had escaped again. So they took a fourth piece of chocolate and in the distance they heard a roar of fury Mm. echoing above them guys this is where just he comes becomes unhinged 
Literally. Is that very first one you think is just Snape? How many floors above him do you think he is? He's in the tallest tower when they find angry. out. So I don't know if he like, in came the down a few. Room in the tallest tower. Yeah, let no, down I'm your hair. <laughs> He's very angry. <laughs> um, I wonder, that, did he wake everybody up? Oh, okay. Like oh, in probably. all the other, other um, I bet people rooms? were terrified. Do you think Slytherin heard him all the way in the dungeons? Probably not, though. The angry dungeons. <laughs> The angry voices became louder and louder, and Madame Pomfrey was getting even madder because they're going to be waking everyone up. Well, get ready, Madame Pomfrey. Harry was trying to hear what the voices were saying as they were drawing it nearer and nearer. Oh, boy, guys. Snape, Snape is... <gasps> a swear. That's a swear. Is that? Yeah. He's very mad. So he's super angry because Sirius is... Hooray! He's gone. Uh, so Fudge says, he must have disapparated Severus. We should have left somebody in the room with him when this gets out. And then Snape is super angry. <laughs> roars. He didn't disapparate. You can't apparate or disapparate inside this castle. This has something to do with Potter. Can we pause for just a second? And yeah. So inside the castle. So Castle grounds? Can you apparate or disapparate on? I don't think so. I think you have to be outside the grounds. Like Like, you know how like they come to the gate whenever they like come in from Mm. the train. Yep. Outside that gate, I believe you can. That's why it's so so far of like a boat rider character. Yeah. Well, they can't apparate. The kids can't do it anyways. I'm thinking about adults. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody can. No. I know, but we're, we see in Fantastic Beasts that they're just apparating and apparating onto the bridge. But, but I'm thinking so, maybe... But like, that's forever ago. You got to think. Yeah, maybe yeah I'm they, just yeah. curious. And the security until, could have been upped yeah. after this, that point. I hope yeah. we find out why. Oh, just my curious. gosh. Do you think it was because of Grindelwald or because of uh, Voldemort <laughs> that they upped security? Grindelwald, probably. Mm. You think Grindelwald? Who? Maybe he's going to go and attack Hogwarts. <sighs> maybe he's trying to get into... Uh, Hogwash. Dumbledore's uh, Sorry, study. Sorry, that old. It's not. It'll never be old. Okay. Okay. So then we are not sure who says this. Severus, be reasonable. Harry has been locked up. Because theoretically that could have been Fudge or Dumbledore saying that. Yeah. Everybody else except me assumed it was Fudge. For whatever reason, I assumed it was Dumbledore. I don't know why. Could be Dumbledore. Um, So that's when the hospital wing doors open. Burst open, to be exact. (laughs) Uh, Dumbledore is calm as a cuke. I don't know if that's how I would spell cuke. Oh, that's how I like a cucumber because it's C U C. I do C U K E. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) important conversations we have on this podcast. Goodness gracious! You would uh, say cuke. So it says Dumbledore looked calm, uh, though he looked like he was quite enjoying himself. Oh, I'm (laughs) sure he was having a grand time. And Fudge was angry, but Snape. He was beside himself. So I like how you can like see the three levels of emotion here. There's do you, like, mm-hmm. do you think there was two Snapes? Cause there, he was beside himself. Oh my yes. gosh. I cannot. <laughs> I only see one Snape. I cannot. I can see two. I can't. So Snape immediately storms over to Harry and questions him out with it. Potter. What did you do? Uh, well, Nothing. you know, just helped him escape. No big deal. He got on a hippogriff flying off into the sunset. Oh, while I was back in time. Did I not end it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dumbledore here kind of tries to reason with him. He asks Madame Pumphrey if they've left their beds. And of course she said, 
no, of course not. Um, so then Dumbledore says, well, unless you're suggesting that Harry and Hermione are able to be in two places at once, I'm afraid oh. I don't see any point in troubling them further. Naughty, naughty. Did he know about the time turner? You'll all the caught-y. teachers did, right? All, I think all the teachers. No, I don't think. No, they would have had to because she had to go to the classes. Like, they would have to know how she was getting to them. I guarantee you he filled him in on this later when he was more calm. Probably. Mm. That would be a very angry Snape. Well, he would have to because... What does Dumbledore care? Because Snape (laughs) knows later, like, when he's in the order meetings and stuff, you know? Like, obviously, he got out somehow. Oh, well, yep, it was Harry. You were right. Sorry. Couldn't let anybody else know. Yeah, (laughs) because Black is clearly Well, and also, like, he'd be like... you have like uh, his own blind spot to that situation right. anyway. So yeah. he's like, you don't see it for what it is. You see it for what you want to see it. Right. Um, so Snape storms out at this point, And I think that it's funny that uh, Fudge is just like, fellow seems quite unbalanced. Well, he's hmm. like, like, can we go back and talk about the words she uses to describe him in this moment? It's like, yeah. he's insane. Yeah, he is. He's howling. They helped him escape. I know it. Snape howls. His face was twisted. Spit was flying from his mouth. Fudge barks at him. Calm down, man. You're talking nonsense. Madame Pomfrey gets in it. Yeah. Yeah. Professor Snape, control yourself. Yep. You don't know Potter, he shrieked. He did it. I know he did it. Yeah. That will do, Severus. This would have been a great scene Think about what you're saying. That will do, pig. That will do. (laughs) And then Dumbledore still calms as well. There you have it. Unless you're suggesting that they can be at two places at once. Peace out. He is seething. Stood there seething, staring from Fudge, who looked thoroughly shocked at his behavior. Calm down, To man, Dumbledore, whose eyes were twinkling behind his glasses. Gosh, he's so Snape, good. Y'all Snape wonder why I love him. about <laughs> robes swishing and flicking behind him. <laughs> Look at that. And stormed out of the ward. So he is... He's Wait, an angry fella. Read what Dumbledore says. Yes. So Fudge then says, the fellow seems quite unbalanced. And Dumbledore says, uh, he's not imbalanced. He's just suffered a severe disappointment. Mm. Or maybe a serious one. Your disappointment is that a man didn't lose his soul. Yeah. Right. But that's what was going to happen. Yes. yes. But, you know, he's he almost his lost order. his own. Merlin. I mean, I'm just saying. Mm-mm. No, he was never going to lose his soul. He was just going to lose lose his life. life. But people say that losing your soul is worse than losing your life. I mean, both are pretty bad. Yeah. But again, think of like people that were bullied. He was bullied by that guy. I understand. Sweet, sweet revenge. I guess where I'm coming from as a person, I don't think that way. I, I understand. Okay. I do. Do you? I do. I'm just saying from his perspective... He was finally, it was, he was like, finally, I'm going to get some justice for myself. Not really the right situation, but. Moving on. Sure. Do you want me to describe what you just did? Uh, So Fudge, like, I I just like to put it into perspective. This is how angry that Snape is. Fudge literally thinks he's crazy right now. Mm. He said, watch out for him. I'd watch out for him if I were you. I'd watch out. So, um. He is good. This is what makes me really angry, though, too. And like this, so like, true. Fudge has never really been a super positive force in the books or movies. Amen to that. Um, But here, I think, is where his like true colors really start to shine because he 
is just focused on the media, really, at this point. He's yes. like, ugh, he's not the only one that's suffered a severe disappointment. The Daily Prophet's going to have a field day. Can't wait. But think about how much the media um, affects things, like, nowadays. Like you, I, Yeah, you know, I know. It's, it's crazy. It yep. is. But, mm-hmm. to you know, that's, like, Fudge has always just he's, been so overwhelmed by his image. Mm-hmm. He's all for show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and I think that this is kind of, like, really the first part we, like, super start to see this. We see it a lot later. Yes. But, like, this is just the inkling beginnings of it. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you're on your first read, you you, you don't catch it. No. No. You're uh-uh. just like, oh, he's a politician, like, whatever. But right. it's like, no, this is more yeah. than that. Well, yeah. and this kind of, like, what's our feet to um, Rita? Yes. You know? Yes, and it how does. all of that. We're really talking about the media here, but, yeah, like, we delve even more into specific media stuff yeah. in the next book, right? And, just how, and like, crazy. government. Well, and, government. and it's so insane, like... You're going to see, even just from this, where, like, at the beginning, they blasted Sirius, and no one, like, if it all came out, if this all came out, no one would care, because they're like, well, I read this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It'd be well, so you, murky. A, mm-hmm. a really good example of that is Ron's, like, great aunt Muriel, right? How she's just yes. like, oh, I this is what, Rita oh, I Peter. love New Rita. Blah, blah, like, what did blah. she say? You know, and, like, that... Some people are like that, mm-hmm. where it's like they don't care what the sources are. They eat it it was that published in the tone. media. It's gossipy, and they love it. Yeah. So if it's there, gotta be it's true. Must be true. Mm-hmm. So um, Dumbledore asks Fudge here as well that he wants to be assured that the Dementors are going to be removed from the school. And Fudge says, "Oh yes, they'll have to go. I never dreamed they'd attempt to administer the kiss on an innocent boy." And here I said, do we think that this is foreshadowing for the Dementors' role in the war, maybe? Like, mm. um, we can kind of, like, really see their evil side at, at the end of this book. Because, you know, a lot of people, or us, potentially, like, at the beginning of this book, see them as a form of protection from something bad. But really, they're not. They, they want I, anything I, that they can I get. Think, right. Yes, I think that we... Um, and other people like are quick to forget that they are born out of darkness. Like right. they are dark creatures. Yeah. And you a know? lot of what you said in the, a couple episodes back about like Azkaban, like that's death, the beginnings of the Dementors, yes. right? Death, despair. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. all of those things. They thrive. Yes. They're like, not they, just a, they don't care. Like, and you see, they don't, they just, they're discriminate. hungry. Discriminate. Yeah. They, they will, can't be controlled. Soul, any soul. I'm gonna suck it up. I'm gonna take it. They can have all this agreement with the ministry and everything, but at the end of the day, they're gonna do it what they matter. want to do mm-hmm. at that moment in time. You can't, there's mm-hmm. no restrictions on them. I mean, and it's the you know perfect I mean? opportunity with the war for them to go over to Voldemort's side well, yeah, because yeah. they'll have as many as they want. And you know, I think that they know, and I don't know how how much of a sentient being they really are, but like they know if they go with. Voldemort that Voldemort's like, hey, the more souls you suck, I don't really care because he, yeah. his goal is like, I just want to rule. Where on the um, on the light side, they're like, no, we like to save people. Please don't suck their souls because they need them. I yeah. guarantee you, any conversation or dealings that went on between Dementors and Voldemort's side was not done by him because he's only got one little piece left. Yeah. Mm. What if something went wrong? True. He probably I, wanted I to I guarantee it. he sent someone else. Oh, I'm sure. I think that he does that a lot. 
Oh, yeah. Other people oh, to yeah. do his little work because his main goal, obviously, at the end, Elder Wand, Harry Potter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Can't be bothered by anything else. All right. So um, then Fudge suggests possibly putting dragons at the school entrance. <laughs> and Dumbledore so says Hagrid would be happy about that. <laughs> Can you just imagine? Oh, we, we get also... dragons in the next book. Hello. Yeah, true. That's Hello. a little bit of a foreshadow. Um mm-hmm. Maybe that is, kind of, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, maybe there'll be dragons at the school next year. <laughs> well, there will be. What's the line <laughs> in the movie where he's like, is it the um, Chinese fireball or something? Fireball. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's party crouch, though. Yes. Yeah. That's Not what I meant. Junior. I like that line. Not Junior. So after Fudge and... Dumbledore, leave. Mm-hmm. Ron finally wakes up, asks a million questions. So lazy. As per usual, <laughs> and Hermione fills him in. I like how Harry's like, you, you tell, him. tell him. Yeah. <laughs> He's had probably enough. sick of talking about it. Guaranteed. <sighs> Guys, I don't want to talk about this part. Too bad. Can we just skip it? It never happened. Nope. I'm sad. Too do you want bad. me to just sum it up? Nah, I'll do Lupin's it. leaving. Bye. Oh, okay. okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> so... The trio get to leave the hospital wing and the castle is deserted because everyone's taking full advantage of another Hogsmeade visit. But Hermione and Ron didn't feel like going, so they stay behind (laughs) with Harry, which is pretty sweet, and wander the grounds. Um, So Hagrid comes to tell them that Beaky escaped and he's been celebrating all night and they try to look surprised. (laughs) Celebrating, (laughs) a.k.a. Mead. (laughs) Hitting that mead pretty hard. Mm Mm-hmm. So Hagrid goes on to say, you know, I must not have tied him up properly. And he was worried that morning because he thought he might have met Professor Lupin on the grounds. But Lupin says he never ate anything last night. Uh. And Harry's like, whoa, what? And Hagrid's like, blimey, haven't you heard? And his smile faded a little. He lowered his voice, even though there was nobody in sight. Er, Snape told all the Slytherins this morning. Thought everyone would know by now. Professor Lupin's a werewolf, see? And he was loose on the grounds last night. He's packing now, of course. Harry's like, wait, packing? Why? Mm. So Hagrid looks surprised that Harry would even ask. And he's like, he's leaving. He resigned first thing this morning. Says he can't risk it happening again. And I think this is adorable because Remus is a connection to his dad, especially now Mm -hmm. he knows that's fresh in his mind Mm -hmm. from last night. He also has Mm -hmm. built up this relationship with Remus the whole year. Mm -hmm. Um, So he scrambles to his feet. He's like, I'm going to see him. And Ron and Hermione are like, it doesn't really sound like there's anything he can do. It seems like he's already made up his mind. But Harry's like, I don't care. I still want to see him. Yeah. So he heads to Remus's office. Hold on. You said, yeah. Yeah. He did say, yes. So he heads to his office, and most of his things are already packed. Mm. And it's cute that he already saw Harry coming on the Marauder's map. Mm. Um, so Harry's like, why are you leaving? Like, is it because the ministry thinks you were helping Sirius or something? But Dumbledore managed to convince Fudge that Remus was just trying to save their lives. Um, and he says that was the final straw for Severus. I think the loss of the Order of Merlin hit him hard. So he accidentally let slip that I'm a werewolf this morning at breakfast. I want to know how that went. Yeah. I just want to give him a hug. Like, why did that come up? So Harry's like, you're not just, you're not leaving just because of that, which I'm going to just be like, yeah, Harry, that has to make him feel so good because I don't think he gets that very often. Yes. I have to say that Hagrid's reaction kind of bothered me here, how he's like, uh, you would expect him to not leave. Right. You're a half giant. I was going to ask in the lightning bolt round. But I true go, story. Do you like, think right. that Hagrid had some prejudice against I think, I I think he did. And it makes me 
Listen, bro. You would think a because he's a half giant, and b because he likes creatures. Yeah, you'd think he'd have like a level of understanding. Like I know what it's like to be an outcast. I get it. Exactly. Bother I'm gonna digress though. Um, so Lupin's like this time tomorrow the owls will start arriving from parents they will not want a werewolf teaching their children Harry even though haven't you been all year true but why does that not matter to people you should probably get to know somebody before you judge them and realistically he is the best teacher that they've had yes. right so. and after last night I see their point I could have bitten any of you that must never happen again and Harry says you're the best defense against the dark arts teacher we've ever had don't go but he doesn't say anything. He just keeps packing. And while Harry's trying to think of something to convince him to not go, um, Remus asks about his Patronus and does confirm that, yes, James's animagus form was a stag, and that's why they did call him Prongs. Love it. So Harry was correct. Um, so he was kind enough to bring Harry's invisibility cloak back from the Shrieking Shack, and he hesitates for a minute, hmm. but then hands him the Marauder's Map, too. And he's like, I'm no longer your teacher, so I can't feel guilty giving this back to you. Um, but I'm sure that you, Ron, and Hermione will find uses for it. I bet he also felt a little hesitant because, like, that's his connection to his, I agree. his guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes my heart break. Oh, <laughs> I agree. But I think that in the end he realizes that, like, what's he going to do with it? Not at Hogwarts, you know? Yeah. So let James's son have it. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of, too, of, like, if any in a perfect world everything was happening, like, fine, mm-hmm. they would have handed it down, you know? Yeah. Um, so Harry mentions how Remus had said that Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs would have wanted to lure him out of school and would have thought it was funny. And Remus is like, yeah, we would have. Um, but I think James would have been highly disappointed if his son had never found any secret passages out of the castle. I thought that was very sweet. Yeah. So Dumbledore knocks on the Dumbledore and tells (laughs) Remus that his carriage is there. So last words from my man for a year and a half, I'll say. Pretty much. Says, well, goodbye, Harry, he said, smiling. It has been a real pleasure teaching you. I feel sure we'll meet again sometime. Headmaster, there's no need to see me to the gates. I can manage. And Harry says that he has the impression that he wants, he wanted to leave quickly. And Dumbledore even seems kind of sad that he's going because he's never had any prejudice against him ever. I mean, he's the reason he got to go to school. He's the reason he has a job. Um, but they shake hands and he leaves. And legitimately, the first time I read this, I cried because I was so sad. I I remember reading this for the first time, too, and being like literally heartbroken that yeah, he was leaving. Because, you know, our first two experiences of Defense Against the Dark Arts pretty much sucked. And then this year it was like... Because I feel like the, the last two years we didn't really get to understand what that subject really even was. And then this year, we finally are like, you know... It's that plus... We get to experience it. What Harry teaches. Yeah. Like, honestly, this Defense Against the Dark Arts year sets up Dumbledore's army. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. So let's all just have a moment of silence, because my man's gone for a while. Ah! That's not silence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right, Sarah. Okay. Do you want a legitimate hold, moment of silence? Hold on, hold on. Your guy is Hagrid. Your guy's Lupin. Mm-hmm. My guy's Dumbly. If you can't have Lupin, who's your dude? Megan, mm. I'm talking to. Ron. <laughs> Ron? Yeah. It's a good guy. Okay. He's my favorite uh, trio member. Okay. Yeah, definitely Ron. He's got his bad moments, but he has a lot of good moments. I agree. You know what? So is Dumbledore, Remus, yeah. and Hagrid. 
Oh, Hagrid. <laughs> Hagrid has very few. What is it? Oh, Hagrid. Well, we'll see in the next one. <laughs> He's going to be in love. Indeed. He's going to wear that suit again. Oh, hey. God. All right. All righty. Lupin has left the building. He's gone. And uh, so that leaves Dumbledore and Harry to talk. So Harry's like miserable because everything that's happened, he thinks he didn't really make a difference, even though he did save two, two lives that night. Before. Huge difference. Yes. And um, Dumbledore did point that out. He's like, what do you mean you didn't make a difference? Like there's yeah. two people that are saved because of you. Right. And so Harry tells him about Trelawney going funny and that uh, mm. what she said and so Dumbledore responds with, uh, oh, well, that brings her real predictions um, <laughs> up to two. Maybe uh, he should give her a raise. Maybe this, you should fill him in on what the first one was. Yeah, this is the first time we hear of that. And I didn't catch that my first, obviously, yeah. my first so, or other couple times. And yeah. now here it is. This, here it is. this time around, the, the second one that we've heard about um, is how, like, Voldemort's servant's going to return, whatever. The first prophecy that... We don't know yet, but we will, is um, basically how... Neither can live while the other survives. Yes. It's the downfall of uh, Harry and or Neville, and then he picks Harry. So, he being Voldemort, you know? Who? Voldemort. Who's Voldemort? He not, should not, not be named. Books. That's Sam Riddle. <laughs> He's a real puzzler. <laughs> Get it? Riddle puzzle? Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Not real quick on the uptake today there, All Tiffany. Right. So uh, is uh, is it Harry's fault that uh, Moldy Voldy's coming back? He's very nervous. Voldy's gone all moldy. <laughs> well, really he has because, you know, he's just kind of... We don't really We're know We're not going to know. Yes. And so it's this is what uh, Dumbledore says. He says, The consequences of our actions are always complicated, so diverse, that predicting the future is a very difficult business indeed. Professor Trelawney, bless her, which I love. <laughs> I love that he says that. Um, it's like it's like when uh, people are like, bless your heart. Yes, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Um, <laughs> but they don't really mean yes. it. <laughs> so he's like, Professor Trelawney, bless her, is living proof of that. You did a very noble thing in saving Pettigrew's life. Pettigrew owes you his... Um, owes you his... Wow, I, his life to you. I don't know why I'm struggling to read my own writing. I feel like everybody except Katie struggled today. Katie never struggles. Katie's yeah, just sometimes I do. You know, the cool cat. Okay. Oh, thanks. I'm a kid cat. Oh. Katie. <laughs> so I tried to look up um because we're gonna find out later. So Pet- Pettigrew owes his life to Harry. So uh, what's a life debt? Nothing. What's a life debt with you? That's a bad, bad joke. Get it? Okay, no. So, like, when I first was looking up life death, <laughs> and I completely forgot this, but in Star Wars, um, Chewbacca owes one to Han. And Tiffany's like, we watched it. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, can we bring out the other Star Wars life set? Misa, Misa. I don't know who that is. Jar Jar. Jar Jar I've Beats. never heard of him. He is. Oh <laughs> He's but- a life debt to Qui-Gon. We're talking about Harry Potter now. Are you ready? You're the one that brought up oh. Star Wars. Yeah. I'm just, I just was, fun fact. There's a porg here. Okay. There's always a little I don't Star know Wars. What a, I don't know what a porg is. All right, get on with it. I don't know what Star Wars is. I've never heard of it. So we know like a life debt is a magical bond formed between a wizard or witch and uh, the person whose life they saved. So we see later on that's going to come to fruition um, in a wonderful way in book seven. I can't wait for him to die because I don't like it. Uh, it's just... 
so full circle. And it's, yes, like, it's so great that he's like, it's a life debt, he goes, can come in handy, but I'm... You know, but as far as... (laughs) You are just killing it today. I really need to, like, pay close, close attention to you. But but you've got to think about, like, all the loose ends that Joe Mm -hmm. has, right? There's a lot of loose ends, a lot of information we don't have, right? She doesn't leave you questioning this at all. She ties this up in a nice little bow for you. Or does he? It's just... It's just beautiful. With his hands. I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> so uh, Dumbledore tells hands. him that James would have saved Pettigrew as well. <laughs> so Harry tells him about um, how he thought he saw James by the lake, but it was really him. And then uh, I love I loved this line where Dumbledore, Dumbledore tells him he looks extraordinarily like James. Mm. You know, and then the old line, except he has his mother's eyes. Right. Uh, he's like, you think the dead we have loved ever truly leave us? Your father is alive in you. And yes. this reminds me of the yes. line. Yes. Um, he lives in yeah. this line. It's just so good. This he line. Goes, Prongs wrote again last night. I got chills. Like that makes me want to cry a little bit. <clears throat> Prongs wrote this, again. It's the one he thing. Pr- yeah. Ugh. Well, Harry was even thinking when he was grappling with the thought of, what well, before he really knew that was him, he was like, did I see my dad? He goes, it's not... In his mind, it's not totally unplausible because he thought that Pettigrew was dead. And he goes, and all of a sudden he's alive. So could it be that my dad isn't maybe in some weird convoluted way still alive? Right. And then Dumbledore's telling him, like, he is. He's alive in you. I'm going to piggyback off of that. As far as conjuring a Patronus goes, do you think... I have two questions. Do you think that the happy memory always involves another person? No. No? No? Okay. I'm going to say maybe, because going off of that, do you think that if, <laughs> Tiffany, I'm talking to you now. Me, I like how you were like, oh, they didn't answer the way I wanted them to. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay, because it's whatever you think. But I'm going to that's head, right. headcan in this. I think that um, maybe they do involve someone, and then your Patronus can derive more power from like the spirit of that person whether they're alive or dead oh i like that and that's why they're protective Ooh. because they have a you know I what like i'm that. saying i like that sorry and going back and piggybacking off of that do it if you think about it when he's like you think the dead that we have loved ever truly leave us if his dad's there and he's protecting me you're like you know what i'm gonna make sure that's the strongest patronus ever made bro we're going to beat them. Boop, doop, doop, doop. You know what I mean? Yes. It made it like extra strong. Like they even say like that, like whatever drove that away, that Patron is like, must've been a powerful wizard. He's got some, uh, he's got some powerful people in his corner, you know? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, by the end of the series, he's got a lot more powerful people behind him in spirit. Um, <laughs> so then Dumbledore goes on to say, he says, Sirius told me all about how they became anime guy last <laughs> night. Um, an extraordinary achievement, not least keeping it quiet from me, which I rereading this. Cause I know we've discussed like, he's one of those people that knows a lot more than he lets on. Yeah. So it's crazy that the four of these guys were able to keep this a secret from him. And he's, I, I think in this moment he's legitimately he's like, I had no idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that here he's almost kind of like praising them. Like, yeah, hey, good job. You even kept it from me. Yeah. Well, right. he's got to think that if you can hold one over on Dumbledore, mm-hmm. you're doing something yes. <laughs> right. He goes, and words. then I remembered the most unusual form your Patronus took when it charged Mr. Malfoy down at your Quidditch match against Ravenclaw. Right. Right, because we didn't see it. 
So, you did see your father last night, Harry. You found him inside yourself. Again, makes you, you want to cry. You see what I'm saying? When I think like a little bit of the spirit of that person like can it. be connected to your Patronus if they're part of your memory. Maybe. Because it just makes mm-hmm. me think he had the memory of flying on the broom for the first time, but it wasn't strong enough. Right. Maybe you can produce a corporal, corporal Patronus no matter what the memory is, but maybe it's even stronger if yeah. it has to do with someone that means a lot to you. And we know that love is the strongest form yes. of magic. Love. Do you think that it all has something to do with love, whether it's like um, I love my husband or wife kind of love or my significant other, whatever you want kind of love? She's looking at me saying these things because she knows I don't have any of them. Or if it's like the love between like a mother or a dad or an uncle or whatever, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I like it a lot. I dig it. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so the school knew something was happening or had happened, but they weren't really um, correct with what what actually happened. Well, of you know how not. I bet you. You know how it all happened. I bet you after Snape divulged life. that information, Mister yeah. Malfoy went yeah. ahead and Ugh. you know. Did so Buckbeak lives, and uh, so do the others. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> not. <laughs> I just I know I just googled it. Okay, I wanted it to work. You could be a Megan word. Sorry, Sarah, go ahead. So Malfoy is not a happy camper. He's like walking around school like... No swagger this time, eh? His swagger is gone. Swaggerless. Um, And Harry's like in a horrible mood for the rest of um, his time there, even though the atmosphere around him was very cheerful. How long was left in the year? A couple of days. Okay. I I think just a couple of days. Everything happens right at the end of the year. You know what? I'll (laughs) tell you, um, because it was in June. Right. After the exams. When's the full moon? Oh, here we go. She's pulling up a real calendar, guys. Why? Because she's the queen what of the timeline. What year would that have been? The timeline. 1994. So June in 1994, the full moon was the 23rd of June. you don't know things. Mm. Almost Alana's birthday. You, You're welcome. But not year. Obvious. So roughly around then. So um, <laughs> there were many people that were upset that Lupin resigned because they were like... He's the best. Yes. And then there were people who were like, I can't believe that like he was a werewolf saying all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they make the away. joke. They're like, uh, will they have a vampire teach them next year? Who knows? My guess is uh, they're going to have an imposter. Oh. I bet you Edward Cullen comes in. Who Edward knows? Cullen? Oh, yeah. I bet he teaches. He's going to sparkle, sparkle down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They're going to they're gonna have a moody monkey. bunch next year. Very moody. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be mad. Mad movie. <laughs> so Harry is really upset about Lupin, um, and he's wondering where Pettigrew is, and he is really wishing that he didn't have to go back to the Dursleys, wishing he could be with Sirius, because he in, in that short span of time, he got his hopes up so much that he was like, finally I'm going to have like someone that actually wants me around and like who knew my parents and we'll talk about them and he'll get to learn more, you know, and, you know, have fun with serious. They'll have a seriously good time. A seriously good time. Um, So the trio pass all of their finals. They ain't dummies. We know this. (laughs) Harry might not have gotten in Ravenclaw, but, and they give Harry and Ron a lot of slack, but they're not stupid. No, they're They can't have Hermione with them while they're taking their exams. Think about if they really tried. I know. Not that Harry doesn't, like, try. I think he tries more than Ron, but... 
Think about if Ron really tried. Yeah. Like they're those kids that when I when I say this, I'm one of these you people are like Marty is. <laughs> if you if they sit down, did their the work, same. studied hard, did all of those things, like it kills me. Yeah. I, I would have gotten a four point in high school if I actually cared. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. Probably went to school for free. Yeah. Sucks to sucks. No one <laughs> no, no, no one believed me. I got I got such a good grade on my ACT, I got a scholarship. And my friends were like, no, you didn't. I was like, I'm not lying. Like, I did so well on that test. And I was like, well, whatever. Oh, Anyways, well. back to Harry. So um, they Harry is surprised that uh, Snape didn't fail him because he was sure. That's the best prize. Yeah. The best kind of prize is a surprise. Um, so Percy obviously got top grades in newts. The twins got a handful of owls each. And uh, Gryffindor won the house and Quidditch Cup. So uh, go Red House. Braves. Question. Suck. It, how, everyone else. How do the twins go Gryffindor. know how many owls they got? Uh-oh. It literally just had a handful. I know. It's just weird because like Harry, Ron, and Hermione, <clears throat> they get their results in the mail. Oh, like in yeah. the middle of summer. That's a really good question. Maybe she changed her mind after this year. Maybe. Maybe. After two years. Yeah. I don't know my Hey, friends. schools change the way they do things. That's they true. Do, you know? But, you know? you know, after being around for a million years, <laughs> you figured they'd have it. <laughs> Okay, so they're now leaving Hogwarts on a daytime train going to London. Get it? On a midnight train going anywhere. On a daytime train going to London. <laughs> You're welcome. So Hermione decided to drop muggle studies, and Ron was like, what? Why? You got a 320% in that class. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, what? my God. Also, and it literally was like, Jesus, 320%. Whoa. That's a lot of percent. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how much she wrote on that exam in oh order to get 300. Do you think she schooled to. the teacher? Probably. What exam was it? Muggle, Muggle studies. Stu- Who teaches Muggle studies? What's her name? Because she's in seven getting tortured. Yeah, she gets killed by Voldemort. Um, oh, um, uh-huh. oh, I'm oh, so saturated right with the tip of my right tongue. Now. Everyone's Charity screaming Burbage. at us. Yes, Charity yes. Burbage, yeah. Charity Burbage. Do you think she's a charity case? I just hit my microphone, so I'm sorry to everyone All who heard right. it. Um, and she says she doesn't want to have another year with the time turner. It was too much for her. And I'm glad that she's realizing this. Yes. And you don't need to take all of the classes, Hermione. We know you're smart. Be less we know stressed. you know muggle things. Just read the textbooks. Yeah. Just do that. You read yeah. too much in your spare time. Not too much, but. A bit of light reading. Yes. Yeah, just do that. Then you don't have to take it. Well, you might. She seems the type that would like tests. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a challenge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So she could write her own test. Well, I guess that would make no sense, though, because then she'd know all the answers before taking the test. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they discuss the holiday, um, and Ron kind of mentions, like, oh, maybe you can come stay with us for some time with the Weasleys. It um, happens. And <laughs> the Quidditch World Cup is this summer. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Go Ireland, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I do like how they say they move. <laughs> He's an artist. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they're riding it, uh, that ride. Wow, word. Oh, good lord. Ride that ride, guys. They're riding those rails. What? And, uh, they uh, see, I think it's Harry that first sees that there's a small owl outside the train. Oh, yeah. So he catches it and he describes it as. It felt like a fluffy snitch. It's so cute. And so I thought I would try to look it up to see how fast that train was going and how fast an average owl is because that just seems insane to me. Is it minute? It's a minute owl? He's a minute owl? 
I don't know if it's just, it just says that he's maybe minute because he's small. Minute. Well, I was thinking, is it minute or minute? I can't remember what it said. <laughs> I think it's my Is it my <laughs> Isn't it spelled? Aren't, aren't those words spelled the same? No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> what word? Did, you want to laugh at me? What did you just try to say? Atrocious. It says... No, you didn't. This, this is what it says. It says, Harry turned to look outside. Something very small and gray was bobbing in and out of sight behind beyond the glass. He stood up for a better look and saw that it was a tiny owl carrying a letter which was much too big for it. The owl is so small, in fact, that it kept tumbling over in the air. It just looks so cute in my head. It doesn't say. Um, Buffeted this way and that in the train's slipstream. Harry quickly pulled down the window, stretched out his arm, and caught it. It felt like a very fluffy snitch. He brought it carefully inside. The owl dropped its letter into Harry's seat and began zooming around their compartment, apparently very pleased with itself for accomplishing its task. Hedwig clicked at her beak with a sort of dignified disapproval. Crookshank sat up in his seat, following the um, owl with his great yellow eyes. Ron, noticing this, snatched the owl safely out of harm's way. And then I wrote next to that, PTSD. <laughs> Get it because oh, his own rat. Yeah. Um, but so, going back, I looked it up. So, I first... I tried to Google like how fast would the Hogwarts Express go, and it was like eight miles an hour. It's like not the one in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> and then it like wouldn't really tell me. Um, and so I Look Googled up how fast the Jacobite is. Well, I said I Googled the average speed of a train. So the average speed at train with at which trains train. in the U.S. or the U.K. travel is between sixty and sixty-five miles per hour. Um, and then on main lines, they can reach up to 130 miles per hour. That's garbage. Where did I, I read what that's I said a steam at? Train though. Correct. I also googled steam trains. It's a Scops owl. So steam trains. What the heck was are you I thinking? Ready? No, they can go get up to. This says 151 miles per hour. Wow, that's a fast owl. Yes, they're very fast. Um, these are trains, not owls. Yeah, but he has to be <laughs> flying that fast. What I'm saying is I wanted to see how real this was. Oh, did he get scooped up? So what up kind of an owl do you say it is? Scops. Esk. Esk is not a oh, letter. This is not on S-C-O-P-S. Here, but like, um, what did I read? I don't know. <sighs> but this was me. saying like um, that the owl speed like. A uh, oh, these are like falcons, but like a golden eagle is their maximum airspeed is two hundred miles an hour. Broad-winged hawk, two hundred miles an hour. Red-tailed those are big hawk, ones too. Wait, what? Yeah, these are bald eagles, a hundred miles per hour. These are real life. Yeah, an offspray gets about eighty miles per hour. California condor is fifty-five. Cooper's hawk, like a barn owl, snowy owl. Those are both fifty. Great horned owl is forty miles an hour. Northern harrier is um, harrier, I guess. Is 38 miles per hour. Northern Gosok. Gosok? I think Gosok. Um, 38 miles. Short-aired owl is 26 miles. And a burrowing owl is only 12 miles per hour. So I would assume that these magical owl, hours, <laughs> owls would be able to uh, get that, um, that speed. Because it's just, like, in my mind, like, the train's going so fast. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know. So if you know anything different, please let me know. I'm interested to hear all about your owls. So I figured I'm going to read. So the letter's from Sirius, um, and it came with a gift for Ron. So I'm going to <clears throat> read you the letter. It says, Dear Harry, 
scary. I hope you, I hope this finds you before you reach your aunt and uncle. I don't know whether they're used to owl post. Buckbeak and I are in hiding. I won't tell you where in case this falls into the wrong hands. I have some doubt about the owl's reliability, but he is the best I could find. And he did seem eager for the job. And then I wrote, how cute. I don't know. I think he stole him. Maybe. I, I wouldn't put it past him. Or is he like in the wild and being like, here, Owly, Owly, Owly? <laughs> I believe the Dementors are still searching for me, but they haven't a hope of finding me here. I am planning to allow some muggles to glimpse me soon a long way from Hogwarts so that the security on the castle will be lifted. There's something I never got around to telling you during our brief meeting. It was I who sent you the fireball. And Hermione's like, ha I told you it was from him. So she's like, yeah, I was right. But true story. Yeah. And uh, Ron goes, yes, but he hadn't jinxed it, had he? And then, like, oh, the um, owl bit him because she was, like, just so excited. Bite. But it seemed to be in an affectionate way. The bird bites. Yeah. <laughs> it says, Crookshanks took the order um, to the owl office for me. I used your name but told them to take the gold from Gringax vault number 711. My own. His <laughs> vault number 711. <gasps> Sorry, that just makes me laugh. <laughs> um, well, you know it's one of those high security vaults. It's yes. very close to 713. Yes. yeah. So please consider it as uh, a 13 birthdays worth of presents from your godfather. And I said, gosh. I would also like to apologize for the fright I think I gave you that, la- that mm. night last year when you left your uncle's house. Yep. I'd only hoped to get a glimpse of you before starting my journey north, but I think the sight of me alarmed you. I'm enclosing something else for you, which I think will make your next year at Hogwarts more enjoyable. If you ever need me, send word. Your owl will find me. I'll write again soon. Severus. Except it's just serious. <laughs> uh, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You are just on it today. So then he's like, ooh, what else could be in the envelope? And uh, he sees. And this is what it said. Well, not it says, but he read it through quickly and felt suddenly as warm and content as though he swallowed a bottle of hot butterbeer in one go. Mm. I, Sirius Black, Harry Potter's godfather, hereby give him permission to visit Hogsmeade at weekends. Oh, and then they're like, yeah, that'll do um, for Dumbledore. And then he's like, oh, there's a PS. Because he goes, hang on, there's a PS, which is postscript for y'all that don't know that. <laughs> I thought your friend Ron might like to keep this owl as it's my fault he no longer has a rat. And then I wrote some choice words underneath that. Bleep that rat. <laughs> Cuddle. Yeah. Cuddle mm-hmm. that rat. And then, like, Ron is like, wait, what? He's mine? Like, ah. Oh. He's just like. And then he ends up, just, like, being so annoyed with it. But yeah. you know that he, like, loves that owl. But that's yeah. how he is with, with Scabbers. Scabbers. So when they get back to London, Harry chooses to let the Dumbledores know about. The Dursley. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you let oh all those Dumbledores that are dead know, <laughs> except for, uh, at this point in time, they're all dead, but two. Right. Right. So when they get right. back to London, Harry chooses to let the Dursleys know about his, uh, mass murdering godfather. And I said, uh, Marlon Brando, get it? Cause he's the godfather. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. And guys, <laughs> this is the end. Thus ends oh, what Prisoner of Azkaban. Thank you so much for listening, and the podcast is over. 
<laughs> Wait, I thought I thought we were talking about Alzcaban. Who? Alzcaban. Who? I can't believe I did that again. You guys, it's so funny. It's perfect. I literally did not mean to do that. It's over. It's over. Um, I have so a lightning sad. bolt question. Oh, well, no, because wow. it's a lightning round. There's a first time lightning for bolt everything. round. No, there's no bolts around. Yes, there is. I got bolts. I got bolts. Are they multiplying? <laughs> and I'm losing control. Are you more excited to start Goblet or sad that Prisoner is over? Excited. Excited. Oh, Katie, sad. don't answer. I'm a good mix. It's it's, it's been a so while since better. you've read it's Goblet. Been a long. Time. It's been a long time, and I'm so saturated with the movies. That yes. When I started reading this, I was like, oh, oh, my oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It was so good. There's some upstairs you can um, have a sip. Sip. Are <laughs> we excited to maybe throw a little Crimes of Grindelwald talk in here before we start Goblet? Like right now? No. Oh. Right now, <laughs> it's the Crimes of Grindelwald. Like, like an episode between, you know? Maybe. Some, we could uh, do a Scamander story. Oh, who's Scamander? We can do one. Is that Mr. Newt? His, Give me the it's Newt. It's his grandson, correct? That marries Luna? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luna Scamanda. Has a nice ring to it, don't it does, you think? It does. The dwarves. Oh, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I love talking about the new things. Yeah, it's fun to speculate. You know what I'm really excited about? I guess, and I um, don't know how people know this, but there's a teacher that we're going to see in, like, movie two, I guess, that's from Ilvermorny, and then, like, we're really going to get to see oh, more yeah, of yeah, Ilvermorny, yeah. which I'm excited about that. Yeah, Same. I feel like we're going to see... Because what I told Sarah the other day when she told me that was, I was like, it makes sense because she's not going to sort you into this school and then not tell you and show know? you more. I mean, I there's... Do know what, like, houses or whatever they that Queenie and Tina were in? Or they didn't yeah, say... Yeah, she just did said, say... I don't did she? In the movie, did they say? No. Okay. Joe's it on online? Twitter. Okay. We're going to dive deep into that, too. Yeah. Totally off it. topic of this chapter. Don't but we're going to talk about Ilvermorny. We might dive into legitimate historical things in our society, which I'm very excited about. Um, so, I have questions as well. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Who is in the nick of time? I don't know. I think you found out. Though. Tell us. <laughs> oh, do you want me to read you what I read? Nicholas they said sometime around, this is just some, it's like the worldwideWords.org. so who knows if this is like legit, but this is what it says. Mm-hmm. Sometime around the 1580s, the phrase in the nick of time or in the very nick began to be used for the critical moment, the exact instant at which something has to take place. The idea seems to have been that a nick was a narrow and precise marker so that if something was in the nick of time, it was precisely where it should be, which I was like, ooh, okay. I like that. I like that. Um, all right. Good job, I have Sarah. another question. Sure. So, Dumbledore locks hospital wing. Do yes. you think that Snape was so angry, like, that he magicked it open? Or, like, did he use, oh. like... You know what I mean? Because it, oh, right. it bursts open. I bet he's that man. I no, I bet I bet it. he does it while he's walking, so he doesn't even have to slow down. But yeah. do you think he like didn't even think about it and was just like, Possibly. open that door? Aloha, do you think even though he's an adult, fully trained wizard, that his magic can still react oh, upon yeah, emotion? I think we yeah. saw think- that in the Shrieking Shack. He had sparks come yes. out of his mouth. Yeah. Like I think that You're this right. infuriates right. him so much, and then so. He, I think he's so angry in the Shrieking Shack. This is even times that. Oh, yeah. yeah so he's yeah. like, I can like mess y'all up. Y'all gonna die. Not really, but like, 
whoosh, doors open, like yeah. off the hinges. Yeah. Open. yeah. Windows shatter. Seriously. Black. Oh, my daughter. My daughter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next question is, do you think that if there were no other adults in the hospital wing, um, do you think Snape would have gotten <laughs> physical with Harry, like gripped him and like, what would, what did you do? Yeah. Yeah. I could Why see not? it. I think it could have happened. He has, I mean, he's just unhinged. Right. He, it wouldn't have been his finest moment, but people can lose control. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. All right. Let's think about the questions you asked. Okay. Do you think um, Hermione was wrong? In, um... <laughs> I was going to start. But I you go ahead. You ask. <laughs> yes, Hermione was wrong is the answer. No, just kidding. Oh. Um, I was going to say, how long do you think it was before Dumbledore talked to Snape about like how serious was like, all right, like this is really um, true. Uh, late summer. This year or before I would say five? Be- before, at least before five. Before they like really got um, the Order of the Phoenix all back together and like. It was like, listen, I'm just going to let you know, this is it. And so, he's innocent. like, summer before five? Like, right after well, Voldemort returned? Were, the, I would be, say that's, like, the last. Before that, because they started going to Grimald Place before the summer of five. You know what I mean? Like, right at the, the start. Like, uh, maybe at the very end of the fourth year, they told him. Okay. Because then they would have started going to Grimald Place. Mm, okay. But do you think it would have to be sooner so Snape wouldn't be like, I'm going after this guy myself because that's how mad I am? Eh. I don't think he has the time. I mean, I don't think Sirius is being much. protected by Dumbledore. You know, I mean. Yeah. I think he goes to Spinner's End, he throws a few back, and he, <laughs> do you think he, do you and think he, he punched sulks. a few walls. I, I, I mean, yeah. I think he blasted some stuff uh, yeah. with his wand. Oh, I sure. bet he destroyed some stuff. I bet some of those jars in his office didn't make it. Yeah. You know, no, he's They're mad. not going to make it. And, they're you know, not gonna make from it. his perspective, like, no, those jars ain't going to make it. it. Okay. Snape's not going to make it. In so this sad. book. <laughs> <laughs> So Should we list all of the people that die? <laughs> Dumbledore, Snape, Sirius. Dumble's not um, gonna make it. Remus. Pettigrew. Is not um, gonna make hey! it. Harry the first time Baldi's around. Baldi's not gonna make it. Tom. Neither is Harry's Horcrux. Fred. Womp, womp, womp. Who else dies? Lavender? Probably. <laughs> They're all dead. Not funny. Harry's gonna make it. Herm, she's gonna make it. <laughs> Ron is gonna make it. The trio's safe. <laughs> Serenity now! <laughs> oh, good lord. Um, Let's finish this. She's screaming. Luna's gonna make it. Megan, no, no one will find you in this basement. <laughs> Please don't say that because I don't want to be part this is, of a crime. This is the sh- What are we she watching? Really American Horror Story. Yeah. This is Murder House. This is Murder George is gonna make it. <laughs> but not his twin. <gasps> but not his ear. That's all oh. I was gonna say. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Title all this episode. Right. Who's gonna make it? <laughs> Am I the nick of time? Are you? Could be. All right. You're about to be like, this is the end of the episode. No, I'm trying to get to fan story. We're, we're finished. We're done with this book. And I'm sad. It, I, it, it feels good, but it's like, that's bitter. another it's one we, done. Yeah, like it's gone by quickly. It's crazy. Yeah. And like just a little over a year. These are the short books. books, you know? Yeah. I mean, Oof, next. Goblet's going to take Goblet. us almost a year. Yeah. I bet you it's going to, do you think we'll end up doing like two, two episodes per some chapters? 
or just try to plow through. If they're beefy, yeah. It depends. I mean, who, so meaty. who wants three-hour episodes? Raise your hand. Any listeners? <laughs> I would cut to one and a half. Two one and a half. Lion King, one and a half. Oh, no. Oh, that movie's good. Never seen it. <gasps> No, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, what is my problem? I keep setting her off. Katie, <laughs> it's time for your fan story. Fine. Please Whatever. send us your fan stories. My name's Katie will read them on the podcast. Thank you, Sarah. Call us. <laughs> I don't send know us the number. Send so Katie can read them. Swish flickcast at gmail.com. Through email. Swishflickcast.com. I mean, swishflickcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany's gonna kill us. <laughs> yes. No, they're not gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany's gonna kill us. They're not gonna make all of it us. out alive. <laughs> I've been with her for like over 24 it's hours been too in long. this 48-hour period, and it's been a long time. All right, so fan story. <laughs> This person has a sweet name, Katie Forrest. Love it. Woo! So shout out to Katie's. Woo! Woo! Shout out to Sarah's. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Jinx, me a cold I actually don't particularly care for you my can name. Also have a sip. <laughs> Katie, fill Katie. it for me while I yawn. Woo. All right. Yes, so. swish and flick. Dear swish and flick. My aunt and uncle gave me the first book when I was nine. I wasn't into reading at the time, and a book about a boy wizard sounded boring to me. (laughs) When the Sorcerer's Stone movie came out, my dad and grandma took me to see it. I can still remember how it felt sitting in that theater. The magic overtook me, and I couldn't wait to get home to read the book. I read all the books that were out at the time and reread them over and over again until the series was complete. When my teenage years, like yep. When my teenage years arrived, life took a turn for me, and the only safe place I had were in the Harry Potter books. I was bullied by friends, felt invisible. I was emotionally abused by my dad, and felt completely unloved and unimportant. Mm. I threw myself into the books. I read them every day for five years because it was the only thing that made me feel good. Harry, Ron, and Hermione were my friends when no one else was. Mm. They held my hand and let me cry. I often say those books saved my life. Now mm. I turn to them whenever my anxiety gets too bad or I'm having a, be- a bad day and I feel instantly calmer. Harry Potter was my one light in years of lonely darkness. When I found Swish and Flick, I was so happy because it felt like I gained four friends who loved Harry Potter as much as me. Being a part of the group has made me feel like I have a thousand, a thousand friends to theorize with. I don't post much because my anxiety gets in the way, but I still feel like I belong. No one in my life cares about Harry Potter, so I've been alone in my love, but now I'm not. Thank you, ladies, for being yourself and fostering this great community. Oh, thanks. Shout out to you, Katie. Katie, we love you. You're awesome. I totally recognize your name from the group, though. Yes. I want to say, you know, if you do have anxiety and don't want to post, that's fine. But I Mm -hmm. do encourage you to post because we love you and we're glad that you're a part of our family. Yep. But again, you know, if it makes you uncomfortable, that's okay. Thank you for still being a part of what we are. Agreed. And, honestly, and you sent this in. So I yes. just, that says something. I, I really don't even interact ton on the group, and I'm a um, host. I could, didn't know what I was. I like to creep, though. Technically, you're but a I appre- <laughs> Yeah. I appreciate everybody. Yep. Thank and you all the so posts. much. Yes, thank, thank you, you so story. much. I'm glad Harry's there for you, just like mm-hmm. it is for everybody else. Yep. And yeah, it's home. So thanks Hogwarts for being a part of our home. Yep. All right. Social media. 
All right. Swish and Flick can be found on all of the different social media channels. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook and Swish Flick Cast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube and support us on Patreon to gain access to the Felix Files, our bi-monthly bonus episodes. And a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, so find us at patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast and choose your support level if you can or want to. Mm -hmm. And thank you to all of our current patrons. We really appreciate all that you guys do for us. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.